This is great. First of all, it's Christmas. Second of all, um, ho ho ho. I am joined, huh? Ho ho ho. Oh yeah, ho ho ho, Nick. Um, I'm joined by two of my best friends of all time. Never thought it would ever happen. First, Nick. Everyone is familiar with him. He's the co-host of the show. No. Secondly, um, my one of my best friends ever, Erica. Erica, thank you so much for being here. How's Happy it going? to be here. Are you guys um, drunk? Hi, Erica. Not yet, but that's it's it's good that you ask because um, I I'm gonna get more drunk and um I was so anyways it's Christmas and um my cousin in the cousin secret Santa <laughs> sent me a bottle of bourbon that I was uh, requested to open on and consume first on the show so this is a bottle of Basil Hayden is it Basil Hayden or Basil Hayden. <laughs> Let's call it Hayden. Yeah, it's Basil Hayden. Yeah, let's definitely this is, Hayden. <laughs> this is from my cousin Tina. Tina, thank you so much. Yay. Thanks, Tina. It's going to taste so good. I know it. And, um, yeah. Nick's favorite sound. It's one of the best sounds. It's one of the best sounds there is. That's a good sound. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so... Uh, we're here just to do like a really quick episode about Christmas music. Um, Erica, you are studying conducting these days. Yes. Um, have you conducted any Christmas related classical music recently? It's funny that you ask because I just conducted everyone's favorite Christmas piece, which is Messiah. Yeah. I don't know how many people are performing it, but it seems like from my social media, everyone in music in America <laughs> is performing Messiah. It's like the nutcracker of the concert hall. Yes. And you probably can't... even more so because you can perform it at churches. Mm, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, you don't really see nutcracker at churches so often. <laughs> I would I would go to church. I would. I would too. But... <laughs> Maybe that's something that you should investigate, you know? Yeah. Um, so, how was it? You know, I... You know, before this project, I had only sung a part of it before. And now I studied the whole part one. Well, by the way, there are multiple parts. We mostly just performed the part one. And then we just jumped to Hallelujah Chorus. But there's more to it. <laughs> But most of the time we just, you know, we're really familiar with part one because I feel like that's just really good music, a bunch of really cool chorus numbers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
What's the actual like, um, like um, it's not an opera, it's not a symphony. It's a what is it actually? Oratorio. Okay. So it's like an opera, but it's not staged. So there are different characters. There's orchestra and then the chorus, but everyone stays on stage without costumes and all that kind of stuff that and you like know are usually associated, right? That yeah, are associated okay. with opera. But there's okay. still recitative. There's aria. You know, there's sort of like the general storyline that the recitative kind of you know tells. Okay. Oh, okay. So there's still a story involved with a, with there's, an oratorio. Yeah. I mean, the story itself, I feel like. Um, is not maybe as exciting as what an <laughs> opera would be. You know, there's definitely no, <laughs> there's no murder. There's no, you know, like, you know, it's major. It's like the opposite of an opera. Because yeah, there's a birth instead true. of a death. Yeah, true, true. And, you know, like angels and shepherds and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, And so... You're getting a degree in choral conducting, right? Yeah. But here you were conducting also the orchestra? Yeah. So Messiah is, I think it's kind of one of those pieces that are, um, that can be conducted by an orchestra conductor or choral conductor. I mean, first of all, there shouldn't be any sort of like a hard divide of <laughs> who gets to conduct what, right? If you're right. a good conductor, you should conduct everything. Right, mm-hmm. right. But, um, I feel like, you know, typically choral conductors are like kind of considered like a subpar version of the, the orchestra conductors just because I feel like orchestra conductors are a little bit, um, I don't know, they're a little bit snobby. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's bring it. But let's bring it. Um, as um, like I sang in choirs at Crane and it did kind of feel that way. Like we would rehearse as choirs together. And then we would rehearse with the orchestra, with the orchestral conductor conducting. And then all of a sudden, at the last minute, the choral conductor comes in and takes over. Yeah. And, and I, I feel uh, like, yeah, maybe maybe that's changing or um, at least on the program I'm at, it was not the case, you know? Mm-hmm. I rehearsed the orchestra from the first rehearsal orchestra oh shit that's so cool yeah so there was there was no like oh we're just stepping last minute i think you know we we were prepared to take on the whole program not just the choral part i see yeah did you ever rehearse just the orchestra alone or yeah we did yeah oh cool yeah so we had just the orchestra um three rehearsals two two rehearsals and then added the soloists to the last orchestra rehearsal because there are very, um, very little overlap between the soloists and the choir. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, is this a piece you like? Is it a piece worth listening to? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I wouldn't say I love Handel or just, you know, yeah. It's not something I would, you know, listen to all the time if it was not Messiah, maybe. Uh-huh. But this is a really great piece. And that's that's why I think it just gets performed all the time. Because it is 
um, packed with really um, fun, fun music that's really good. Not just for the entertainment sake, but it's actually good composition. And so you just is, is called it a great piece. And did, have you always felt that way about it? Or is that a new revelation, like, since having conducted it? I, I think I always liked it, but I found a new level of appreciation for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I my... think as a listener, sorry, as a listener, it was like, okay, this is cool. But, you know, it feels like, okay, I just listened to something that we all know. That's, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then now I feel like I found so many different things that I didn't think about before, you know, okay. without the score. When, when you're listening to it, it's kind of like, okay, that's good. But I don't know why that sounds good. Mm-hmm. So what, what did, you, did you discover about why it sounds good? Or why what makes it good? The, I guess one is the style of singing that is okay. required. You know, when you listen to so many recordings of Isai, which, I mean, there are thousands, right? So every major symphony has recorded it. And then also the sort of like the new music specialist type ensembles, they have recorded it too. Mm-hmm. And the difference, it it just sounds like a different piece, depending on what kind of conductor they have or what kind of sound they're going for. Mm. And I really... Um, discovered my interest in like really learning about how to articulate certain rhythm for that's 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 stylistic Um, okay and then the the kind of sound itself I guess you know when you have a huge orchestra with 200 people and with a huge choir of 500 people, which happens sometimes, <laughs> yeah. it has a, that's a very different sound from an orchestra of 20 yeah. plus an, a you know, choir of 25. Yeah. What was the size of your orchestra and choir? It's, it's small. Yeah, it's, it was a chamber, chamber orchestra plus chamber choir. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you actually get to do things like, okay, the fast numbers, we can take faster tempos. Without mm-hmm. fa- choir falling apart, oh, and because okay. that's probably closer to the size of orchestra that Handel would have had to work yes, with, anyways. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, and cool. Handel, I mean, Handel's orchestra was probably just kind of ad hoc. Okay, who's at the church? <laughs> who can, yeah. who, who can kind of play the instruments well? You know, <laughs> who can I teach? Who can I teach the? Yeah. Who can I teach this to yes. really quick? <laughs> yeah, I am convinced that. If the composers like Bach and Handel heard us playing their music today, they would be shocked at how good it sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bach never heard his music played well unless no. he was doing it. Yeah, I, I think that's the same for Handel. Like, where he was mostly a church person. You know, yeah. he just he was doing that for a gig. And oh my God! And if you have church gigs, you know what kind of people show up. <laughs> yes, <that> exactly. <laughs> And then no one is singing there, you know, because they're professional singers who are getting paid to sing. They were just there on the Sunday. And... Yeah, it must have sounded so bad. Yeah, and then this, uh, so some of the numbers in this Messiah is so hard for the choir. It's crazy virtuosic melisma, like marathon. 
And even even for you know modern choirs that are trained pretty well, that's kind of pushing the limits, you know. Yeah. And it's when you're obviously in in music school. I mean, you're obviously lucky that you get to have a whole choir of trained singers. Yeah, but just imagine that with untrained church musicians who may or may not read music. Right. <laughs> be so bad yeah i i remember having like such a more like in-depth or i i just remember appreciating choir so much more after having i think it's one semester i had to do like potsdam community choir Mm -hmm. um it was so fun i had so much fun doing that it was like i didn't i didn't know anything about choir and it was like oh man this is great you know as an instrumentalist did you have fun at the time or is it was it fun in retrospect um i probably had fun like at the concerts and like didn't want to go to the rehearsals because i wanted to go do something else because i was you know whatever you know but but in definitely in retrospect it helped me like understand like a lot about like what a choir is supposed to do and like the repertoire and like i think we did the foray requiem which is so cool choir music is awesome wait the potsdam community choir did foray requiem yeah the Potsdam Community yeah. Choir does crazy stuff. Yeah, it was yes. Wow. Yes, I remember. I remember it. I remember it. Like I was singing like the, I don't know what I was singing. I probably didn't do it well, and and I was like, this is hard. Like this is fucking hard. You know, people who do this are really good. <laughs> and I'm really what voice not. part were you? <laughs> I I just remember, I I think I don't know. I was like, I always wanted to sing the tenor part, but I think I was in the bass section. <laughs> And I always just sang. I, I never. I guess I never read the music, or I don't know what. I was just playing by ear, or <laughs> I just. I was just like, I'm gonna sing whatever I want to sing, and um, yeah, I was not. I'm that, not. That sounds like a dreadful choir member. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I'm not. I'm definitely not. No. I, I wasn't. It. I. I needed choir more than choir needed me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but I'm sure the choir needed to you because you're a good musician you know i feel like that's a good part about choir is you don't have to be a great singer but yeah. a great musician can really contribute yeah it was yeah it's it's really cool i remember nick telling me one time about some jazz theorist who said no matter what you play in jazz you're always a half step away from a good note <laughs> do you remember telling me that no <laughs> but maybe <laughs> because I like think- in a that. C7 chord, like if you play F, which is a bad note to play, you're a half step away from the third or the sharp 11. Yeah, which are great notes. If you play like B natural, the major seven, you're a half step away from the dominant seven of the root. I feel like that's how you approach choir. Right. Yeah, for sure. You could just sing any note and you're probably a <laughs> half step away from any actual note you're supposed to sing. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that note was someone else's part, at least, so you're not just singing random notes. <laughs> well, that, that would be okay, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Erica, did you ever... What, did you ever sing in choirs? What is, what is your, like, performance of choir music before you started conducting no. choir? Mm-hmm. I actually started um, in Japan in, um, in a professional children's choir. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I was I started singing in a choir when I was nine. Wow! And um, this was a you know this this was basically a professional group that 
you know, we would be called to do festivals or, you know, there's a little TV segment with this music um, celebration and here's our group, you know, of adorable <laughs> little people singing extremely well, you know. And I, I felt like that was definitely um, a really important part of my music training, you know. Cool. Like it, it really helped me learn how to be in an ensemble and how to be a great sight reader and just kind of knowing what happens in an ensemble music making, you know, like, okay, in this chord, I'm this part of the chord, so I should bring that out more or, you know, things like that. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And then I, I kind of like kept singing on and off, you know, I was... I liked singing, but I was never like a good soloist. So I fit into the choir um, really well. You know, I, I'm a, I have always been a strong reader and okay. stuff, but I didn't like necessarily singing by myself. So oh, okay, okay. Didn't you start yeah. Crane as a double major in voice and piano? I did, I did, but I kind of discovered quickly that um, even though I still love and I. I really liked then the study of voice, like the singing as a soloist is not for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, this is neither here nor there. Few, few listeners. We only have like 10 listeners, but few of them <laughs> will, um, remember the first episode with Dave, the trombone player and conductor. But Dave also started at crane as a trombonist and a vocalist and Erica was his accompanist. <laughs> was wow. I? Weren't you? I, oh, or wait, or did you teach him piano? I, I did teach him piano. Oh shit. By the way, I, I, I may have also accompanied, but I, I honestly, I may have, but I, I, I remember, but I, I was his teacher for at least one or two semesters in piano. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, shit. My bad. I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> we got close. We still know each we other. We got close. Yes. Yes. It's a small world. He was, he was one of my favorite students. Hi, Dave. Yeah, well, he's one of yeah. the best people yeah. <laughs> on earth, so that makes sense. And one of the only listeners of the podcast. So. Oh, great. So, hey, Dave. <laughs> I don't even know Hi, if he listens to it. <laughs> he was just on it. Who knows if he listens? Uh, who are these 10 people that are listening? I'm just curious. Um, Asa? Mm-hmm. Natasha? Mm-hmm. My other best friends, I'm yes. sure you've heard me yes. talk about. Yes. Hi, Asa and Natasha. <laughs> Hi, Asa and Natasha. Hi, I don't know Asa. who you are, but I know I know who you are. Um, it's two. So two people. Yeah, but actually, you know what? I don't appreciate that sass because we, <laughs> I do. I appreciate it. We average like thirty listens mm-hmm. per episode. Yeah, that's I just great. Can't pl- I just can't yeah. place the other twenty. That's fine. No. I, I just know that Ace and Natasha do because they tell me about it. Yeah. And whoever awesome. and whoever follows me on TikTok. And, and uh-huh. whoever follows Nick. And here's how we'll really find out. Um, hey, Dave Blumen. Oh, hey, Dave. <laughs> fuck you. If you heard this, tell me you heard me say fuck you. 
and he won't. He won't do it. He won't ever hear it. Okay. So that was uh, Christmas classical music. Are there any other classical pieces associated with Christmas? Nutcracker. Nutcracker. Yay or nay? Do you like Nutcracker, Nick? Um. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Erica. I. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I feel like it's more fun to play than listen to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Or I'm also, out on Nutcracker, but yeah. only because I played it at Boston Ballet. Like every, like in the winter, they play Nutcracker five times a day. <laughs> yeah. And so you don't want to see it good. again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like again. you know, yeah. it's not. I'm not. I'm probably not going to go see it. But it's like you know, when I hear the music, it's like nostalgic. I think about being a kid in Christmas time, and it's you know, that yeah, that's it. So, some of it's pretty good. Um, the Duke Ellington stuff is really good. It's better <laughs> yeah. than the Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next segment. We're going to do top five Christmas carols. Yeah. Or Christmas. Any um, any Christmas related song or albums. Yeah, yeah. Something Ooh. like that. Okay. Do you want to start, Nick? This. And sure. this time, you can go from... Um, I'll just go. Worst to best. Wor- <laughs> you can go with the, like the, rest, with the rest of us. All right. All right. I'll go with... Um, my first one is going to be um, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch from The, the Grinch. Wow. Yeah. Um, really cool. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I like The Grinch because... Yeah. I just like his whole attitude <laughs> toward everything. <laughs> it's actually it's a fun tune though and actually i remember um i remember arranging this tune for like a little jazz combo that i used to play with and we used to do um but like this is pre-pandemic we would play every third sunday of the month at this club in fairfax virginia for like we did that for like four years and we always every year we did like a really fun christmas show where we would like arrange christmas tunes and this one was always really fun um and we we had like a little (laughs) we we did like all this like kind of like um, like shout stuff during the solo section and it was and I have good memories from it so yeah I I don't know why it works so well with like a jazz I mean there's like a lot of like fun like like half diminished seventh chords and stuff and so I don't know it just like there's lots of fun voicings you can do and it's it's a it's a good little tune so I saw a tweet the other day that was like about the song you're a mean one Mr. Grinch that was like they just roasted the Grinch for six straight verses, no chorus, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great, um, that's a great choice, Nick. It does seem like it's a fun tune to play in Blowover. Yeah, it has like a it's pretty bluesy. I guess it has like a weird form. There's like there's like um, it's like ten, it's like ten or eleven bars or something, and then it goes to like a four bar interlude. Oh shit! Or something like that. Okay, we gotta um, don't pause your recording, but we have to stop real quick and then because um, my Zoom is gonna run out of time.
great first right. choice by um, whoever that was. It was so long ago, I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, oh wait. It was Erica. Carol of the Bells. I don't know that tune. Nick said I did. Okay, that's pretty good. That's iconic. Yeah. Okay. You know it. You know it. Your number five, Nick? My number five. What is my number five? Um Oh yeah. Um, my number five is, um, (laughs) hang on a second. Did I already say this? Where's my, where's my little Google doc thing? Um, what did I say? Oh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. We already talked about that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. My bad. My bad. My bad. So it's, oh shit. It's, it's my number it's your, five. It's your turn. It's your turn. Oh my bad. Okay. Um, my number five is Ella Fitzgerald singing Jingle Bells. Oh. And the arrangement is Brilliant. so cheesy and so bad, but the way she treats the melody in the last like three choruses is so cool, so good. Yes. I just love it so much. Yes. Yeah. Ella all the way. Oh. Um, that's great. Yeah, that's my number five. Cool. Um, okay, now let's go reverse order. So I'll give my number four. Okay. My number four is the Vince Guaraldi Charlie Brown Christmas album. Oh, yeah. There I actually be have no... been listening to that this week. Yeah, yeah it's impossible <laughs> to experience Christmas without listening to that album. <laughs> yes, agreed. And... Um, Nick and I had this discussion a couple weeks ago, and I was talking about it with a cousin of mine who plays piano. Like, um, what are the jazz standards that you think are off limits um, that no one should play? And like, my answer was Isfahan by Duke Ellington. Nick's was Alice in Wonderland by Bill Evans, I think. Yeah. But now, so since I work in a bookstore, we have like a jazz, like Christmas radio station playing, and there are a lot of covers of stuff from the Vince Guaraldi album, and none of it sounds good yeah unless so it's true. Vince Guaraldi like it's it's trash oh man yes. that's so true I I listened to I can't even remember who it was someone you know another jazz pianist covering it and it was so clear that he <laughs> he did not have the chops to do it so you it was totally maxed out on his capability to play the music so there was absolutely nothing else happening it was just like so the, my notes were kind of there but that's about it you know oh, so it wow. made me it made me appreciate the original so much more yeah, it's the, really awful yeah. it's yeah the original is so good oh my god it's so good each oh. tune is banger for sure <laughs> Um, okay, Erica. Um, so this one is sort of like, I have to acknowledge it, but it's so bad. Mm-hmm. It's um, Jonas Kaufman Christmas album. Wow. That he released last year. I think he was probably going crazy in pandemic and he had to do something creative. Yeah. Okay, and so who's Jonas Kaufman for our listeners who might he, not know? Um, he's a superstar opera singer. Um, he's really good looking and he's 
basically like he's top of the field. Top of the field. He's <laughs> he sings at the 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 best opera houses in the world. He usually only sings, you know, with the the best of the best. And uh, you know, with opera houses closed for the pandemic, I think he thought, "Hey, I can do a Christmas album." Yeah. <laughs> And you, and you absolutely have to listen to um, All I Want for Christmas is You cover. No, no, no. That's a song no one can cover. No one can do that except for Mariah. I, I refuse to listen to that, Erica. But I think it's just, it's worthwhile, you know, because it is just so obnoxious. And, but, you know, oh. when that came out last year, my classical singer friends were like, I can't believe he did this. This is horrible. Or like, you know, why did he have to do this? He's already a great singer established. He didn't have to do this. My reaction was good for you. Yeah, of course. You know, right. Like, As if like, I, of course. Yeah. Today, right now, I'm saying if anyone comes to me and asks me to make a Christmas album, I'm saying, fuck you. But importantly, no one's asking me to make a Christmas <laughs> album. If someone did, I would probably do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and especially when you're at your top of a career in opera, I really don't know if, if that was his idea or someone else's idea. You know, like, hey, what about Mario Carey? Do you want to cover this? And he just oh said, my God. sure. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> I'm glad I mentioned uncoverable songs right before this because that's the top uncoverable song. Totally. I agree with you. Wow. Okay. I can't wait to listen after we're done. (laughs) And, you know, I like Jonas Kaufman generally. Like, I have no problems with him. Yeah. He's great. But I I might never listen to him ever again if I'm (laughs) about this. Okay, Nick, now you have two in a row. Okay. All right. I'm going to first, I'm going to go with the Jim McNeely arrangement of Silent Night from the album. Really cool. From the album Group Therapy. Really. That's a really good recording. Oh, oh, it's so sick. First of all, Silent Night is like. I, I, that's a, just a beautiful piece of music and mm-hmm. and it has so many opportunities to do like cool reharmonizations so the fact that Jim McNeely like uh, like plays it and does all kinds of crazy things with the harmony it's so cool it's like just it feels like just sand shifting it's you're you're never in like any kind of like key center or anything it's just, you're constantly shifting to new places and it's it's a it's a really fun piece. For um for context, who's Jim McNeely? Jim McNeely is a piano player who for a while was the composer in residence with the Village Vanguard Jazz Orchestra and he's a really prolific arranger um and his music is just very very harmonically complex. So Yeah. Um so he just takes Silent Night and just makes it really cool. But it's uh, it's also not it's not like uh <laughs> it's not too much of like a like anybody can listen to it. Even if you don't know what's going on, like it's not like it's not unapproachable for somebody who's not interested in jazz harmony. It's still like a really beautiful piece, you know, because mm-hmm. the players on the on the record are really good. So they just make it really musical. Um, so that's my number four. That's a really good album all around. Group it, therapy. Oh shit! I think it's like him. It's a no net, right? Yes, it's like a mini big band. It's so cool. So you have the power of a big band, but also with the. Um, with the freedom that a combo brings. Like it's very expansive and like the solo sections can go on and on, but it's also, they have some really cool shout sections. And, and so it's, it's a great record, but, um, 
Okay, and then my number three, I have um, A Christmas Festival by Leroy Anderson because I used to, every every Christmas we would, like before Christmas break in high school, my the wind ensemble at my high school would play this piece and alumni would come back and like sit in with the with the band and I just have like a lot of fun like memories from this this piece. Also, the little arrangement of jingle bells at the very end is really badass because the trombones have this like these like upbeats like ba 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 ba. <laughs> oh, and I have this very vivid remember it. <laughs> I have this very vivid memory of <laughs> the trombone section. Oh my god, they were like they were fucking around one day, <laughs> and when we were rehearsing it, and they were like the the, the trombone player was like. He told all of the other players in the section like what notes to lower a half step to turn their melody into like a minor key when it should have been in a major key. And my director freaked out and she like left and she was like, oh my God, I can't take it anymore. These kids are so fucked up. And she just like left the podium. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> so that's my number okay. three. Okay. Now that you're in a teacher's position, how would you react if your students did that? Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I would probably like, obviously I would have to be like, you know, you guys have to play the right fucking notes, but I would, in my heart, I would be like, that's funny. <laughs> Cause I'd be like, that's cool that you know what notes to change to make it into a minor mode. <laughs> Educational. Okay. Yeah. 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 Teachable moments. But anyway, so that's, those are my number four and three. Okay. Erica, number three. Um, Sleigh bell, sleigh, sleigh bells. Wait, sleigh, yeah. sleigh ride or sleigh bells? The orchestra piece. Sleigh ride. Yeah, great one. Is this sl- sleigh bells? Sleigh ride, sleigh I think. Ride. Sleigh ride. Also by Leroy and, Anderson. Yes. And at the end, you know, they do um, the percussion section does the the sound of the reindeer walking. <laughs> That's my favorite part. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. They, they have like the, like the little tick, 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 tick for the clapping, like the clock, like, yes, I know. I, I forget what instrument that is. It's like the, yeah, I feel like it might be just like a really hollow xylophone or something. Yeah. Yes. There's lots of fun percussion in that. Yeah. And then of course the, the trumpet at the end. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, like like the um, <laughs> yes. weird vibrato thing that they do. The, the tr- trumpet players take yes. pride in that, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a horse, like like. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I don't uh, know if reindeers make that sound, but. <laughs> well, they do when Leroy is composing. Yeah. That's classic. Cool. Okay, my number three is um the version of white christmas by the drifters that's in um home alone (laughs) that one so choice can't beat it it's actually i listen to it all year round i don't only listen to it at christmas it's so fucking good i'm so fucking thankful for headphones so that people don't have to hear what i'm listening to On a day-to-day basis, because I fucking listen to that version of the Drifters to, of, of um, White Christmas. So it's like July. You're on the subway, and you're I'm chilling. You're, you're <laughs> there's it's nothing fucking day. more relaxing than I don't give a shit if it's hot or not. <laughs> okay, you can't vibe any harder than that. I guess not. 
Yeah. Suppose not. Yeah. Okay. Um, number, my second to last, I guess, um, since it already came up, I'll say my second, th- this is another one I listen to all year round. <laughs> Obviously the best Christmas song of all time, even though it's number two right now. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. <laughs> Can't be beat. It's the best song ever. Mm-hmm. Wait, I thought you were trashing it. No, I was trashing no. Jonas Kaufman singing okay. it because <laughs> yeah, no one okay. can cover it. Uncoverable. It's uncoverable. Oh, I see. I see. I see. <laughs> it's so good. It's so perfect. It's the perfect pop song. It's the perfect Christmas song. Mariah is so awesome. It's just like... A couple years ago... Jeff Bezos like started a clock in the desert to like count. I don't know what the fuck he was counting. He's also going into space, but it's like, dude, if you want to fucking make an impact, put a speaker in the desert that plays "All I Want for Christmas Is You" for eternity until the aliens come, or until like fifty thousand years from now and there's people again. Do something worthwhile. It's it all of human history was leading to the moment where Mariah Carey recorded all i want for christmas is you it's all been downhill from there i hope you're listening to this jeff (laughs) yeah jeff bezos oh oh shit it's asa it's natasha it's jeff bezos that's the that's the listener that's right (laughs) that's who we forgot yeah um so that's my number two back to you erica um I have to mention Bing Crosby at at some point. Yeah, okay. Right? Um, Sure. We have two more chances. It's either this time or next time. What? Well, you can... (laughs) 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 So, um, I think you have this time, and then Nick's going to say two, and then it's going to come back to you again. So, either this time or next time. Okay. Is it my turn? Yeah. Mm-mm. Wait. <laughs> oh, I have to name one song? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Erica. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Um, uh. Let's see. Sorry. Because I, I listened to the, the album. You know? Oh, yeah. You can name an album. That's cool. It's called I named, Merry, Merry I named Christmas. I named the Vince Grandale, Mom. Okay, yeah. Merry cool. Christmas. By Bing Crosby. Mm-hmm. What do you like about it? It sounds like um, I'm experiencing like the American dream version of a Christmas. Mm. Okay. You know, I'm a transplant and I didn't really have that sort of like um, picturesque American Christmas until like recently. And it feels like Somehow, even though I don't have that memory, it feels like I do. That's really cool. And <laughs> wow. so, um, was this album played like at that time? That no, you like, I first think, felt that. I or? think it's more like you know, just my exposure to Christmas movies in America, or just, okay. or just this, you know, the entire month of December, December every year. You know, yeah. it just has this sort of like nostalgia overload everywhere you go right mm-hmm. yeah and 
this somehow this his voice and the production of this <clears throat> album feels like it's I'm experiencing the Christmas in the most American <laughs> way. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask like if any of this Christmas music because you've been in America for so long. Yeah. If like any of it made its way into your like ears in Japan or if it's all since you've been here? Uh, so, you know, growing up in Japan, Christmas was there, but not in the same kind of way. Uh-huh. Um, Santa still came. <laughs> yeah. You know, because, Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Santa! <laughs> Santa brings toys to all of the children okay. in the world, right? Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. But obviously... Rich ones more than poor ones. Yeah. For sure. Um, And, I mean, I grew up in a Buddhist household, so we didn't really have the sort of, like, religious uh, culture associated with Christmas. But it was just Mm -hmm. sort of like, it's a fun thing to look forward to, you know? Just like... And you still see sort of, like, Christmassy decorations everywhere in the city and... So there is something nostalgic, but it's, I think, you know, this specific album or just the, yeah, like the, the nostalgia that's associated with this kind of music is very specific to America, I feel like. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. Because like, for instance, when Bing Crosby recorded that album, it was like the 50s probably, or the 60s, right? And like, that's like at least 30 years before I was born. But it, if I hear that today, it still sounds like nostalgic uh-huh. American. It's like, well, what am I nostalgic for? I was born in 1989. Yeah. Bing Crosby <laughs> was maybe dead by then. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that motherfucker's ears. It's like, yeah. But, yeah, I, I understand. Cool. Um... All right. So do I name my two, my second and first? Two more. Two yeah. more. Two more. Okay. All right. So my next one is going to be, um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> um, Home for Christmas, which is the album by NSYNC. And <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I'm going to go with um, the song that is like, I like the one, Merry, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, because we... <laughs> Every time we drive up to New York to visit our families, we listen to like a lot of music from like 1998, just because it's fun. Um, and this one is usually usually comes up like around Christmas time, so that's my number two. And uh, yeah, wow. Justin Timberlake, you know, he's great. Yeah. All right, and my number one is "Let It Snow," which uh, the arrangement for um, the Count Basie album, "A Very Basie Christmas." It's so good. It swings so hard. And if you guys don't know that album, it's really, it's like, it should be on the top of your Christmas playlist. So what is the album? It's called A Very Basie Christmas. And it's all okay. Count Basie arrangements of Christmas tunes. So it's really good. Okay. <laughs> so that's my number two and number one. Erica? Wait. Your number one? Okay. What What is your number two? Wait. My number two, I said, was NSYNC. My no. number one was... Um, Max. Oh, uh, oh, oh, Max. Tech, oh, well... Oh, you already did Mariah, so it's my turn? Yeah, you're, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But I can go if you... No. I can give my number one if you need no, to... No, I, 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 um, so 
my number one, at least this year, is the Christmas Waltz, um, Leslie Odom Jr. arrangement. Holy shit. Oh. I didn't understand any of those words. <laughs> so, okay. I discovered this album last year. I think this was released in 2017 or 18 by Leslie Odom Jr. Who's who that? Is, he's a singer in Hamilton. And he is... Our two listeners are going to love that because (laughs) Asa and Natasha are huge Hamilton fans. Oh, great. So they'll they'll be mad at me that I didn't know about this. (laughs) Well, I... Leslie Elton Jr. is a great singer. I I thought he was great in Hamilton, but I feel like he is even better as a solo singer. Is he Aaron Burr in Hamilton? Aaron Burr? Burr? Maybe Yes, sir. He there's like some kind of burr. Yeah. Yes, sir, Mr. Yeah. Burr. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's the he's the second second important guy in the show. Yeah, yeah. He's really yeah. good in that. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a great singer. Yeah. But so he he has this Christmas album and this tune, The Christmas Waltz. I didn't know until I heard this album, but it's been recorded by everyone in the history of all the Christmas albums Mm -hmm. and they're all good. Now I'm just kind of like listening back to other people who recorded them. We recorded that, that tune, but, um, Leslie's the best. Ah, so good. What's so good about it? It's, it's so like uplifting. It's, it's so, um, light. And his voice is so like gentle and um, like it's calming, but without just being so uh, melancholic about it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Highly recommend. I can't wait to listen. Um, so my final choice as my top... Um, Christmas tune is I'll Be Home for Christmas which um, is like a World War One song it's uh, like written from a person the point of view of a person who's in the trenches saying decorate the tree this way and stuff and such and such the way I like it and I'll be home for Christmas but only in my dreams and World War One to me is the most fascinating war because it's like the um it's like the 19th century meets the 20th century, right? There's like this photo of um, some German officer going into war, like on a horse with a sword, but also wearing a gas mask. And like that image to me is just like, yeah. it's like, um, like Napoleonic wars fought with 20th century technology. And the World War One is the thing that separates us from the 19th century, I feel like. And so this song about a person in the trench saying he's gonna he would be home if he could, but he's in the trenches. For some reason to me, that's like the best tune ever. It's a really beautiful tune, great for reharms, but also pretty sad. Yeah. Do you have a favorite recording? Um No. There well, okay, oh my god, I hate to say Erica, why'd you ask? But um <laughs> Michael Buble. I, I didn't want to say it. I, I didn't want to say it. 
I didn't want to say it. Michael Bublé, okay? I like him. I don't. I'm sorry. I like the Michael Bublé. <laughs> you know, Max, I've been friends with you for probably like 15 years, right? Oh my God! Yeah, it's been a long time. And I didn't know that you listened to Michael Bublé. Yeah, I listen to Michael Bublé, especially at Christmas time and the rest of the year. All year round, I listen to Michael Bublé, okay? I like Michael Bublé. Why are you getting defensive about this? Because I know Nick's going to talk shit later. I don't know. I'm not going to talk shit. I would never yeah. do that. Well, anyways. I would never do that, Max. Uh, I wouldn't talk shit. <laughs> um, there's another recording, actually, also... Um, Sufjan Stevens made this is oh, this also sucks. Why do I like Michael Bublé and Sufjan Stevens? <laughs> but um, there's a really cool Su- Sufjan Stevens made a music video with that tune, and it like it's just like a single tracking shot of like one little girl like running through this hallway, and there's all this weird shit going on, and at the end there's. Um, she arrives in a room with a Christmas tree and presents. It's really fucking cool. But and it's like, um, it, it's weird because like she's looking directly into the camera and the camera's walking backwards. So you're seeing like what she has seen like five or 10 seconds later or, or something like that. And, and uh, that's a really good recording of it also. But yeah, okay. Like Michael Bublé, but more so, I'm interested in that it's a World War One song. If we had a World War One song episode, I would choose this as my top World War One song. It's a great. I mean, it's a great song, no doubt. Yeah, it's pretty good. You done talking shit? I, I didn't say anything. You both of you have to tell me right now what you think about Michael Bublé, Erica. Yay or nay? Yay, for sure. Yay. Yeah. Nick? Yay. Absolutely. Hands down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's it's, cool. Our, it's okay. It's cool. We're cool. We, I Max, really like this Christmas album. More than anything, though, I think we need to discuss Max's um, defensiveness against these singers. <laughs> like, he's triggered. Triggered. I, yep. I am triggered. You know why? Because I said Barake was the third best piano sonata ever written. And if, if people know that I also listen to Michael Buble, that reflects poorly on my avant-garde bona fides i think we're past that i think i think you know i think we just need to own our um musicianship profile we can we can we can like super complex avant-garde stuff but you can also like mariah carey there's nothing wrong with that i love mariah (laughs) yeah agreed (laughs) yeah yeah you don't have to be this one thing, and you have to like these kinds of music. Otherwise, you are less of a musician. That there's no such thing. Yeah, I know. I feel that way. But then I read like uh, this. This is so stupid and so shitty. But like, for instance, like you read Adorno, and he like hates 19th century music, and you're like, oh damn, am I a sucker because I like 19th century music? But then on the other hand, I'm like, no, I like I like 19th century music. What of it? It's pretty and beautiful, yeah. and like, does everything have to be like so serious? And is it wrong that I like Michael Bublé? 
<laughs> or and and, no. and Harry Connick Jr. So what if I like Harry Connick Jr.? He's awesome. <laughs> okay, this is okay. Um, this episode is not canon. Anything said here isn't necessarily true. This was a joke episode. I don't even what? like. I'm, what's even no. Christmas? I don't even know what Christmas is. Well, it's the. <laughs> I. I I don't know. I don't know. Oh, either. actually, Erica, I, I have another question. Yeah. Is um t- the Messian piece Vent Regard mm-hmm. Christmas music? Good question. I I didn't think so, but it could be. Could be. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like you know Messian's like is so just general Christian, you know? So Catholic. Like yeah. can't, can't get around it. And it's about baby Jesus, so like maybe it's about Christmas, but Maybe he's always about baby Jesus. He, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean that's what Die Hard's about, right? <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Die Hard? No. Oh, I haven't either. Have you seen Die Hard, Erica? I have, but I, I can't really... Oh my gosh, you're the only <laughs> <laughs> I okay. feel I, I I can't tell anything about it though. It's okay, been, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. All right. Well, those are the fifteen. It's pretty insane. We all pick different things because normally Nick chooses all the things I want to choose. I know. I'm surprised. Like oh. we have like I mean, well, on the other hand, there's so much Christmas music to choose there's from. Tons. Yeah. So, but um, some good choices out there. We gotta make yeah. a we gotta make a playlist for our listeners. Yeah. We should make a playlist, a Spotify playlist for all the fifteen songs that we chose. Oh, another one I forgot to tell you. This yeah. is this is another one I should I think this should be a separate playlist of like the worst Christmas albums ever. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay. It's Bob Dylan. Oh my god. God. Uh, okay, listen, Erica. <laughs> yeah. Nick and I were roommates all throughout mm-hmm. college. You know that. Uh-huh. And Nick would always have a guitar, and he would always sing beautiful songs. And I would be like, "Oh my God, that song is so good!" Nick, did you write that? And he'd be like, "No, that's Bob Dylan's song." <laughs> then he would play another song, and be like, "Nick, that song is so good. Did you write that? That that's so amazing. It's so beautiful." No, that's a Bob Dylan song. And then I listened to Bob Dylan. I was like, "Jesus Christ, this fucking sucks. I don't like Bob Dylan. I just like it's when terrible. Nick sings it. It's terrible. It's terrible." Yeah, he's a terrible. So terrible I can't imagine that the Bob Dylan Christmas album is anything worth listening to. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I feel like Bob Dylan wrote great songs, but his performance kind of sucked. Yeah. Or maybe really that's bad. just like a very specific audience, you know, that that it would attract his kind of singing. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's certainly the artist where like um I it's strictly enjoyed by me when other people do his material. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that's fair. Right. And <laughs> and somehow this Christmas album he he decided to cover other people's music. Mm-mm. Oh, did he do all I want for Christmas? Oh, it's all Christmas. Oh, Cuz that would be terrible. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Oh god. <laughs> this is the only Christmas album that just kind of came on on my, you know, playlist one time just randomly and I just had to stop because that was so bad. So bad. Yeah. Okay. 
Love to hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Well, um, that's probably it. Erica, you got anything to plug? You got a website or anything for this is normally the time I don't have a website. I never plug anything at the end of the show. Nick is normally the one that plugs things. Um, I have a website. It's ericatazawa.com. And I'm a pianist, I'm a conductor, and vocal coach, and I sometimes sing. Cool. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being here. That was awesome. Yeah. It's been fun. Good to see you guys. Yes, Erica, good to see you again. Good to see you, too. (laughs) Yeah. Love you guys both so much. I love you guys so much. You guys are my best friends. And, um, love you too. Love you too. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas because it's Christmas Day. It's definitely not Dece- Saturday, December 18th when Nick and I are recording a bunch of stuff. It's definitely Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Um, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cheers. Thanks, Erica. Bye, guys. Bye.